Hi, and welcome back to Valkyries After Dark. I'm Abby. This is Maddie. I'm Liv. It's your girl, Haley. And I'm Kenzie. We will be discussing our favorite little moments ideas, thoughts, opinions, issues, concerns, etc. <laughs> with the first book of the Accord of Thorns and Roses series, Akatar. Yeah, we just want to discuss some of our favorite takeaways, things that bothered us, fan theories, and whatnot. I just felt through the whole book, um, not enough respect was put on Lucian's name. I think he is such an underrated character and I just remember like at the beginning when she's first in Prithian in the spring court I was like um why are you simping over Tamlin when you have a tall beautiful redhead gentleman standing right there with a golden eye like come on girl yeah you know I really I remember reading it through and like even my friend who I put the series on to the first book you know we learned so much about like Lucian's history with his family and the autumn court and all that stuff. And like my heart like broke for him. And I was yeah. like, no, he's gone through so much. He has to have a happy ending by like book two. And, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, we know, we know, we know what happens. Um, but yeah, I just felt like not enough respect and attention was put onto Lucian based on like, you know, he did, like, a lot for her under the mountain, you know, like, by, you know, when he sent, like, his mom down when she was, like, scrubbing the floor and she was, like, thanks and, like, cleaned up the world. Like, I remember she was, like, scrubbing the floor or something and, like, his mom, like, helped her out because she, like, like, I, I know, I know Reesey boy helped her out a lot as well, but when, like, you know, he was, like, trapped, like, he was gonna die and she managed mm-hmm. to save him and, you know, I think even when she was first brought under the mountain, he, like, stepped out of the way to, like, help her and so she wasn't, like, killed. Like, you know, he did so much for Feyre and I think even, like, while they were just chilling in the spring court, you know, he did so much and was, like, so thoughtful towards her. I think even, like, in more ways than Tampon because... Oh, absolutely. I think Tampon just saw her as, like, an out... And then he didn't even use her. I'm sorry, we can do, like, a whole ass episode on, like, Tampon Slander, but... <laughs> I think Lucian saw her definitely more as like a whole person and like mm-hmm. even as a human even after she killed his friend like which obviously like we know why that had to happen why she did it and like I think he gave her forgave her a lot faster than I would have too well he should yet. have been mad at Pharaoh to begin with I don't think that he was all Tim Tam's Tam- problem yeah it was all Tim Tam's fault and he should have been mad at and I'm sure he was we just didn't see it but he definitely like and even Tamlin was like a little resentful to Pharaoh with the whole like her killing their friend thing I was like you sent him Wasn't out that supposed to happen mm-hmm. like, it is well, like, but they yeah. were still mad he, about he was, it. Like, it, yeah. it was it was like explained that like he was going out there and I can't remember if it was exactly like he was sent out for bait for that to specific happen or if he was out there he realized that it was a human girl there and like gave up his life for the process to like for that to kick in and for this honestly plot I think it was honestly both because even he didn't run away he could have ran away when she like Mm -hmm. he saw her like they had like an eye-to-eye thing and she was like sorry babes my family's dying gotta gotta do what I gotta do to survive but he he could have ran away he you know 
he didn't because he knew what needed to happen. And I think, again, just going back to why Lucian deserves more. He deserves the whole fucking world, in my opinion. And like, he he at least tried to make an effort to to like make her feel at home in the spring court before Tamlin did because yeah I just don't understand why it was treated as such a surprise when they knew like what the prophecy was and like what they needed to get done in order to lift said blight yeah I think personally tried to tried to save myself from spoiling there no you're good no this is a spoiler episode I think yeah. for me personally, um, I liked Lucian more than I liked Tamlin as a character. Um, like I just liked the kind of the sassiness and the relationship. And I think I just, I've mentioned it kind of in our discussion, so like not on the podcast. Um, I always thought that Pharaoh would get with Lucian. Right. Um, right. Why I, are you fucking I, Tamlin when he's right there? Like I felt like Tamlin was like oh she's gonna get with him here at the first because he's the man in power but then she's gonna like see lucian and they're gonna kind of bond and then this friendship is gonna kind of form here and then with under the mountain i was like oh he's there and he's he being like, there for her but her. i i wasn't until i think book three that i was like you know what lucian is growing he's he's changing like he's starting to recognize that he can't just be best friends he can't be the good guy and still be friends with somebody who treats people so poorly yeah kind of thing like I think Lucian kind of reminds me of the guy in real life that's like he's the good guy in the friend group but he hangs out with people who are just absolute assholes like um like you know how you date some guy who's a super narcissist and you are friends with like one of their mutual friends and he's like all right but he still defends this guy who's just absolute crap and it's like why are you doing this like you are not gonna be able to grow as a person and be able to be who you want to be morally and by still being a part of this. And so it wasn't until book three whenever I was like seeing him really grow as like a, a person or like as a as a character that I was like, you know what? This man deserves more now. Like he he's earned it and he's just getting, you know. I, I didn't really like Lucian in the second book and we can go, we can talk about more about that later. But in the first and third book, I did enjoy Lucian's character, just mm-hmm. not the second one. I think too in the first book like we hear a little bit about both Tamlin's like past traumas and we hear a little bit about Lucian's past traumas and it's very much in hindsight kind of looking back at that seems like as characters Tamlin like his whole life is based on those events like he still hasn't worked on healing from any of that whereas Lucian you know despite everything that happened to a large extent did and now has devoted his whole life to helping other people mm-hmm. so like from just a character standpoint of like why kind of like that gut feeling of I like like Lucian better I think that's probably part of it too especially in the first book it just it just Tamlin kind of comes across a little bit again in hindsight mostly but as just very self-absorbed and oh, yeah. like everything is about him and what he's gone through whereas Lucian has also gone through some extremely difficult things but he absolutely does not come across that way if not more than Tamlin I feel like like because yeah spoiler for later but Tamlin's trauma is kind of bullshit compared to everybody else's to me his trauma was a result of some shit he did of something he you caused yeah well I think too obviously Tamlin ended up being a shit person 
<laughs> and I think, too, a lot of the things that happened, you know, with his family and Reese's family, there's a lot of blame to go around in the Tamlin side of things. On the other side, you know, he was just a kid, and yeah. you know, it's kind of written to seem like he was coerced into giving away this type of location information that resulted, you know, everything that did happen. So, you know, as a character, he definitely could have gone the direction of, like, healing and mending relationships. That's not what he chose to do. Uh-huh. Chose violence. Like, Tamlin, I think, you know, later on, we really just, like, decide to, like, hate this man. Especially, like, I, some people, you know, hate him from the very beginning. Some people fell in I love did. with him. Hated him from um, Some people hated him from the very beginning. Some people started hating him under the mountain. That's, yeah, that was my... Uh-huh. There was other red flags, but that was the reddest of flags. Well, I think, you know, with fictional characters, especially fictional men, you, like, look over so many red flags, Mm -hmm. and then finally at some point you decide, like, that's the one that's not okay. Like, the one that makes it where this isn't a healthy relationship. Like, this isn't a relationship that can work. Yeah. Kind of thing. I just Uh. look at Tamlin fan art, and it just makes me mad. His face. (laughs) And it's just fan art, and it's fine. I just can't stand it. He looks I, like I that think... douchebag, that frat oh, boy douchebag. Oh, absolutely. Like a gym rat. No, <laughs> yes. anybody that goes to the gym. No, Sorry, but like, I... no, you're... <laughs> uh, Tamlin, Tamlin, he's like, at first I thought he was just like, I, like he, I was trying to make any sense of it within the Beauty and the Beast retelling and um, trying to be like, oh, he's just like a beast. He doesn't understand where to go with it. Like he, mm-hmm. he needs someone to show him. And it's like, mm-hmm. he, no, this isn't it at all. It's like, yeah, it's he's taken his drama. He's using it as an excuse to treat people like crap. He Absolutely. thinks that now that he's in a position of power, instead of being concerned about what to do with the people, he's being concerned. Like he's so obsessed with himself as a part of the problem and mm-hmm. wanting himself to be in the right that he's not trying to fix the overall problem which is why he's ended up in the position that he's in in my opinion oh 100 um, yeah agreed now i say all of this in the science of i i hate tamlin however i fully believed which this will be something discussed later i think he got his redemption and so i don't have necessarily as many hard feelings as um some people still do. But you think um, in um that'll be later, but that's a but, later discussion. Yeah. Okay. I think too, Abby, this is kind of what you were planning to talk about is in like the context, right, of the beauty and beast retelling. Yeah, I was uh, yeah, so I okay, so anybody who's been in the book club knows that my mind just got like blown um like a month ago. <gasps> I remember when Sierra dropped that bomb yes. Shout out to um, Sierra because very few times have I ever been speechless because that's why I'm here is I can just talk. Um, <laughs> that's why we're all that's, here. <laughs> that's beside the point. That's for, um, you know, discussion for later times. Um, so Sierra made me speechless. So I was talking about how I keep trying to get this book to fit within the Beauty and the Beast retelling. Now, um, I feel like we didn't really describe this book to people to like listeners who haven't listened to this book um please go back and like read a read it read it come back and or this is yeah this is not a this is not a retelling Uh, of the book this is a this is not a review we're we're not not. reviewing it 
um, or anything like that. I feel like we didn't necessarily say that here at the beginning, but um, if you have gotten this far and you don't know what we're talking about, you should probably either, you should probably read the series and then come back. There's so many uh, other like podcasts that have reviewed and yeah, this isn't, we're just, we're just talking about topics in it. Yeah. And the first book is supposed to be this like Beauty and the Beast retelling. And I kept trying to make Tamlin, who is the love interest for Feyre. Um, one of the sisters who's like the main character of the series for the first three books at least into the beast and she was the beauty and I could not make any sense of it because of the way that this book goes and and then it was explained to me that Tamlin is actually Gaston she is Bella uh and she's Belle and then Resand. um spoilers for book two whoops um <laughs> is is actually the beast because he plays such a dark character that makes and so he, much sense exactly and it does, oh my God. It think that in hindsight it, makes sense it makes so much sense and like when you've read okay and when you've read book two um so spoilers uh like he goes back and he explains in chapter 54 this entire story of how he's been playing this role in order to try to fit in and try to be the perfect and the person and he would have given her up so that she could have been happy and he does all of these things to make himself mm-hmm. seem bad for the purpose of like because of like where he's been told to play like the role that he's been forced by people to be viewed as but she's able to start seeing past that and she can even see past it from the beginning. Like, yeah, she sees it very quickly. By the end of the end of the, by the end of under the mountain. um, And after, at the end, she recognizes that there's more um, Mm -hmm. and she's able to catch on pretty quickly. And their relationship is very different. Like she doesn't, she sees the beast and she's not scared. Like, from the beginning she's like there you are looks at him like he's Mm -hmm. the most beautiful human being even though he plays this beast of a character to people and like Tamlin just plays the Gaston like he's so capped um like captured by the idea of him being viewed as poorly because he doesn't just bend to Amarantha's um I'm, I'm pretty sure that's her pronunciation yeah um to her will and so he feels like he's captured in his self image and he wants this like prized person who mm-hmm. is the curse breaker mm-hmm. and she just she just isn't here like she's here for it but she isn't here for it um and I think too like if you break the Beauty and the Beast story down to like its most essential elements you have right you have Belle going to the castle you know willingly or unwillingly she ends up in this place with a beast and then one of the like most crucial plot points right is the beast like lets her go because he loves her so much he knows she has to go save her family and so looking at it through that lens right when you're looking at the first book you have you know Farah gets taken to this castle with with a man who seems like the beast like he's even wearing a mask that makes him seem like yeah otherly right and then she goes back home but I think every single time Tamlin ever loses Farah it's not it's never in the context of him allowing her to have agency to leave mm-hmm. because he loves her. It's mm-hmm. always it never something her. that yeah. is selfish. It was never her, it was never her choice out of, you know, there's never love well, involved or care involved. It was narcissism. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, wasn't it Resand in the first place who puts it into his mind to let her go? Yes. So mm-hmm. he is technically the one who lets her go. 
anyway, scary man but, blowing my goddamn mind. Yeah, and anyway, I tell you, again. I and tell you, emotional. Since the month ago that I found this mm-hmm. out, I have been psychoanalyzing every <laughs> moment of this series. Like I have gone back um to like book two and I've been like reanalyzing and I've been thinking back and I'm like oh my god it just keeps making even more sense as it goes by yeah. because for so long I was trying to fit this book in the view that Tamlin is the beast and I was like this just is not making sense I just think that Sarah you're wrong um you have like a good idea inside your head at the time but you're wrong um this is actually just a good series on its own we are not retelling but I think that's what's so interesting is that, you know, I see all these theories constantly about like the retellings that she does, like the three mountain theory that people have and all of these different things and the relationship to like mythology and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. I'm like, I don't see it. And then it's like, oh God, I see it. And it's so much mm-hmm. better than I originally thought it was. I think she does yeah. such a great job of like mixing it all together and like creating, like, like taking inspiration, but making it her own. Cause like, mm-hmm. again, going back to the whole beauty and the beast, I think what it was is like book one, it's like, oh, you're fresh into this new series and you're like, oh, serotonin and like, you know, it's so beautiful and you just love it. And, you, and like you said, originally you see Tamlin beast, Feyre, Beauty, Resand, Gaston, who's there to cause trouble and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, mm-hmm. but, and then by book two, I think she's like, psych, you thought this is actually <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast retelling and I'm going to lay it all out for you. And then that's when you realize that like Tamlin's Gaston. And I think it also like, especially once you get to book two, which we'll have to touch on this again when we talk about book two, I think you really see how like the character breakdown and the inspiration of like, you know, Tamlin being Gaston, Rhysan being the beast and mm-hmm. how it all relates. And I think you can even see in some instances how Lucian's kind of like LeFou where he's like, he wants to be his own person <laughs> and he's kind of struggling, but he feels like his such a sense of- loyalty is too much. Yeah, yeah, he feels like such a sense of loyalty. And I think he really just wants, which I think all Lucian ever wanted was just to feel accepted and loved. And I think he really mm-hmm. felt that. He wanted a home. He wanted, yeah. a home. wanted a home and he wanted a family and like people who gave a shit about him because his whole life, no one ever really did. And I think he was just so de- desperate to keep that from Tamlin and- I think especially like that's when you see like that kind of like lifu behavior where at the end he's like well you know so, so Haley mm-hmm. is it safe to say Lucian is your book boyfriend or um I see <laughs> more as at least my my Akatar book boyfriend is the shadow singer himself oh of course Asriel. of course daddy as um in Akatar how about that Akatar and specifically i didn't i'm sorry also just to preface audience i'm so sorry if you can hear my cats there was no kicking them out today um i think the book one, was cute. lucian was probably my book boyfriend if i had to pick one because um tamlin like i liked him but then like there 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 was something there was something up and Mm -hmm. of course it was so hard to dodge spoilers when I was reading the first book Mm -hmm. I knew do you already have that bias going in my toxic trait is looking ahead so I really loved actually like for like when because like when I was halfway done like I was just so already in love with this series and I remember I was Mm -hmm. texting Sierra and I was like 
halfway through and I was like oh my god Tamlin he's so sweet he went and got her (laughs) and oh no no. what a guy and I think I I'm that and I think this is my a little bit my Libra showing is I love to see the positivity in everyone and like I think everyone's absolutely golden and this is a totally different series but like even Shadow and Bone I was like even though his name was a fucking darkling I was like he's so great i love him i still do spoiler alert again another day another topic but i just love to see all the characters and all their glory and i'm like there's there they gotta be good right everyone's good everyone's good and and going back to um abby's theory of talon being gaston there's legit a whole song in beauty and the beast how gaston all he wants is a trophy wife that's all he wants he Mm -hmm. just wants he wants her to have the house ready for him when he gets home, make all these babies. And that's literally make all fun of her wants. reading. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Holy crap. Man. I mean, I think too, I forgot. So I went back before this episode and read a couple of different websites that had like summations of the first book. Mm-hmm. And I had not remembered this, but several of them mentioned that when Feyre was getting settled into the spring court and Tamlin was trying to, you know, bond with her, we all remember she was given art supplies, but it says that she also told her that he would teach her to read, and he yeah, never did. I remember that. Um, I remember that. And so, you know, it wasn't until she was stolen away for her time with Reese that she was actually taught to read. And I don't know for whatever reason, like I obviously remembered Reese taught her to read. I didn't remember no. Tamlin had dangled that in front of her, and then for I didn't remember reason, that either. Well, it almost I cost re- for her life. Like, well, I re- I remember that, and that's also part of the reason why I started to hate him even more during Under the Mountain is during the second challenge, whenever mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was struggling so much there, and it was Reese who helped her. It, it was sitting there like you could have done something. You knew damn well she can't read, and you right. still just sat there, like I'm angry, boy. I'm going to just keep my fist <laughs> all curled up like this, like mm-hmm. like. It's like, you know, Tim, well, there's some magical reason she made it through that challenge that wasn't right. you. Yeah, wasn't he knew that. He had to know like, that. like, so shocked when he, like, just, like, figured out himself because she was struggling so hard that she couldn't read. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, when he did that, I was like, holy shit, like, she's actually gonna not make it through this challenge. I kept in my head being like, please just tell her the answer for the love of God. <laughs> but it was like... Moving to, I guess, keeping on track with Under the Mountain, I wanted to get your guys' opinion and kind of flip the coin off of Tamlin a little bit and on to Reese. Reese is my book boyfriend throughout the whole series. Oh, yeah. I love him to death. Like, I will defend that man to the ends of the earth. As he um, deserves. I wanted <laughs> to see what you guys thought about his performance for Amarantha with, like, bringing Feyre like out into the party and having her like dance and stuff so, i had to uh, tell you a controversial topic it's so I can controversial it probably for the next episode so, but i have a lot of no it's good on this and i think too like later what i was and what i'm going to talk about is kind of like the politics of it all and i think this really plays into it because reese is so good at it mm. he's so good at playing the politician mm-hmm. and you know seeing what everyone else is going to see before he does it and then you know doing whatever it is he needs to do to make sure other people see what what they need to see and I think you know just for that particular scene that you're talking about Ken's where he's bringing her out and showing her off I think 
part of it is, you know, he freaking hates Tamlin. And so he's trying to get Tamlin riled up. But part of me also wonders if the motivation there wasn't to remind Tamlin what he had in the hopes that Tamlin would help Feyre. Um, yeah. Hmm. I kind of wonder, well, I mean, Amarantha probably would have done some horrible shit to her anyway had he not brought her out on his own volition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I hated him at the time. I didn't ha- I didn't really ever hate Reese, but like I I I did sort of because, you know, he would give her whatever potion it was to help her not re- or drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah. To have her not remember the night. But then like later on you find out it's so that she didn't have to remember the horribleness of the actual events and stuff. And it's just a very conflicting sort of feeling knowing like that actually happened but then also like knowing okay as the politician okay amarantha is probably going to bring her out as a jester anyway if i don't do this and if i don't like kind of protect her mm-hmm. that way then it's only going to be worse i don't know it's kind of like i think a- too like it kind of goes back as well when you're kind of questioning because it is set up so that you start like your first instinct is to question Reese and his motivations, uh-huh. right? Because yeah. the only reason Amarantha finds out about Feyre is because presumably Reese told Amarantha the fake name he was given. Now uh-huh. that th- we never get that side of the story from from Reese, so it's hard to say what actually happened there. All we know, right, is that Feyre told Reese a fake name, and then later on, the actual woman who had that name was under the mountain tortured Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so the assumption like you're supposed to assume he told her that name but you know kind of in in the next book you find out so much more detail about what actually happened under the mountain and the type of control amarantha had and and you begin to question that again yeah narrative so i think and i think too when reese interacts with tamlin in the later books it's almost always look what i have that you could have had if you'd treated it right and so that's Mm -hmm. how like that's how that scene reads to me right where Mm -hmm. you know he's maybe trying to protect her too but he seems rather furious that you know he's having to help her and Tamlin supposedly loves her is not um I think I had picked first of all like I still don't like it uh no matter how I try to sum up and like get the reasoning behind it something about the whole just not trying to even like remotely explain to her that it was for her own good and just keeping her in the dark about it for so long like I don't think it helped her trauma at all in any way like I understand what the point of it was like when he explained it was to help her um still can't get over it Uh, like it it made me like it was the one thing about like I, I was like okay dark moody love it but um that made it specifically hard for me um uh, the reasoning that I had come to whenever it was happening was that um he was trying to like he because he was the one betting on her at the time I think he was trying to like I had always assumed I was like he was trying to see make everybody seem like oh she doesn't actually care and so they underestimate her Mm, um and like make it easier that's how I always pictured I was like oh they're trying to make it seem like she's just like willing to just like get with any man with any of these female like it's fine and then they underestimate her love and like her willingness there like that's what I was trying to I I always thought it was like he was trying to help within like the challenges themselves not really her at the time um like 
whenever it was explained and he was like, I was trying to do it. So you didn't have to like sit there every night and have to like deal with that pain that I knew you were dealing with. It was like, okay, I understand buddy, but like there there's, and I understand like there's politics to it and all of it, but it was just kind of like, you just couldn't explain to her, like not even like half a second, like this is for your own good. And just like making him like, I understand that there's a reason why he was keeping her in the dark, but it was just like something about it. it was like, I just wanted you to do a little, like one extra little step there. You know what I mean? Just so that, that, because like, you know, it's very different from like chapter 42 in the next book where it was like a very consensual thing that was going on. This very like narrative that was getting played. I think that's where the struggle of under the mountain kind of comes from, from, for all the readers, you know, it's like that whole situation is just, uh, Moss did a very good job of of making us question our own sort of not morals but you know our own I mean basically like, but like our own morals, essentially you know? that's what she's doing you know it, it, it's like an ethical dilemma of sorts it's like is it this really okay is. even mm-hmm. if it's like doing something that's like could be considered very very bad like if something like that were mm-hmm. to happen in real life like we would all be like jail right. gone yeah um and so it's kind of one of those things where it's like yeah it's like a whole dilemma where they're really isn't a right answer to how it would have happened because I think if it hadn't gone the way it had I think things wouldn't have been the same at all Mm-mm. yeah and I think that builds right back into kind of the politics of the whole situation and yeah for me when I'm reading I I pay a lot of attention to the po- political type of situation and it's really why I like Faye books so much is because kind of no matter what lore you're following there's just it, like any version of Faye has so much rules and customs and you know even the court system builds a Mm -hmm. lot of that in so when I first disliked started disliking Tamlin it it started under the mountain but it was less what other people say so it wasn't necessarily because he wasn't helping Feyre although that certainly did not help him any it was that for me I was seeing that Tamlin was the object of Amarantha's desire we know that and because he rejected her, his whole court and, you know, everyone in his territories was really suffering. And once we saw what Resand had to do under the court in order to protect his people, very intentionally on his part, mm-hmm. it, it oh, yeah. very much so made me dislike Tamlin. And I think this kind yeah. of, you know, goes into selfish the question of, of leadership, like Kenzie was saying, and like, other others were mentioning you know there's a lot of gray areas when you're you know in a fictional world even a real world trying to to lead and to me Resand was the character that was willing to do what he needed to do even if it was unsavory in order to protect his his people and I think you know he does that obviously for the night court and for Valeris but he does that for Feyre too time and time again and I think even in Akatar, although some of it we don't learn happened until um, the next book, we also see that the whole reason Amarantha didn't go looking for Feyre, even after they tortured um, Claire, which was the fake name she had given, was because Rhysand identified Claire as -hmm. the person he met in the Spring Court. So he was already, you know, doing things that could have harmed himself in order to, to protect her and, and to me as well like even the the balls 
And, you know, there's that scene later on where he essentially, like, forcibly kisses her in order to protect her from Amarantha. Just kind of looking at that from a lens of of trying to protect the people you care about at whatever cost necessary to yourself. Like, all of those things could have landed him in so much trouble and so much turmoil. And obviously, sleeping with Amarantha under the mountain, he tells us time and time again, and we see some of the nightmares, like, it was not enjoyable. He's not having a good time. And, you know, there's some elements of coercion there that we learn about, too. But, like, ultimately, he was the most powerful High Lord. Like, he could have not done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he physically could have. But he chose to protect his people instead. So that's what always really annoyed me about Tamlin when I was when I was reading and comparing to Reese. And I think that's why, too, like, we like book boyfriends, right, that will do anything for us, even if it's not, like, even if it's, like, not moral like like even if it's not just right even if it's like way across that line that we want to know that that person is going to do what it takes mm-hmm. um and very I didn't think Tamlin had that and I thought Reese did yeah it's very much like and this might be a controversial topic I guess it's very much to me like Damon Salvatore-esque on Reese's part mm-hmm and a little bit more like I hate to say it sometimes Stefan as like Tamlin in that sort of sense you know I 100% agree and the other thing too uh, I like, agree it, too it, it, like That's I think I was like, like, what show am I thinking about and it's that it's okay I saw yeah. you like stressed out on the camera I, I know like, like is she okay I was like is she okay because I heard the line in my head that was like I'm willing to do whatever it takes for this that you know mm-hmm. what I mean and I couldn't think of who said it well, but yeah no um I just really wanted to t- touch on Kenzie's point really quickly. Like going back to like under the mountain and like the whole like drugging scene, like that really like I had to really sit and wrestle with that in my brain because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, bottom line, I was like yeah. sexual harassment and sexual assault is sexual assault regardless, point blank, period. And, and in my mind, that's what he was doing because he was drugging her and she didn't like obviously given what she was wearing it was of a sexual nature and I was like that is coercion harassment assault point blank period and then of course eventually we learned why it was done and I understood why like I saw his perspective as to why and that's like the one thing I still wrestle with about Reese like obviously you know our high lord I love him (laughs) you know heart of gold and I think that's a big thing about his character is he always has the best intentions execution isn't always great um nope. we, it never is with a morally gray character that we know yeah, i was so, like, like the thought is there execution not not made right. and so that, mm-hmm. that was like my kind of view on it is like you know it's not good right like but i yeah but i guess you also it, gotta... but you can justify it you yeah. know it's like it was like the lesser of two evils i think right. is a great way to put it and 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 like with the with the kiss that everyone talks about how he like forced himself on her with the kiss if he did not kiss her she would have died yeah oh yeah because they would have figured out that her and tamlin were getting down and dirty and amarantha well, would it have was the she would have died he painted her body yes. so she knew that no one was touching her which yeah and she definitely and Tamlin fucked he fucked, fucked it up, up. and he <laughs> knew and Tam- that's what's so frustrating about Tamlin and he, he knew, knew he knew and he knew she was well, gonna die of, and he instead nothing. of trying to help her escape like after he, he knew wanted he to fuck her and it's just that was like that was my breaking point with Tamlin and I resented him um, forever and always after mm-hmm. I was like but you would have been responsible for her death 
and like the whole fucking time he's sitting there doing absolutely nothing <laughs> it's like it reminds me of the tiktok video where it's like well you were sitting around doing niche <laughs> i was out making moves and yeah, you well, know like, reese was out there making moves ensuring that she lived when yeah i think at that point even they didn't even know it, he, they he were mates yet it too yeah and like, i was like and like i think that well it, i it going back to like what maddie said it's just this like and i can't we're kind of relating to what i said it's just like he's so obsessed in his own image and mm-hmm. wanting to be seen mm-hmm. as like somebody who does no wrong he's unwilling to do something for someone he loves or something that he feels that he may love I think he liked the image of her and liked the idea of like the prophecy and him being the role in that mm-hmm. and not actually wanting to do anything to act like it's like oh I'm a part of the prophecy big whoop like oh my god this is such a thing like I need to be the perfect role for this I cannot screw anything up that he's unwilling to actually take any role in making the prophecy come true or happen in any way I I could not agree more with that because he he was so close to completing it and getting favor to fall in Mm -hmm. love with him right and then all of a sudden he's like okay go away now like that what are you doing I was like, well, that was partially because of recent, like, and the way that oh, the yeah. timeline was going, like, things were going wrong in so many different levels. But, like, he is so, like, and instead of, like, trying to save her by even saying that he was in love with Amarantha and being with her to any extent. Yeah. Like, even doing an, even a part of what Resand went through. Like, right. he was unwilling to do so because he didn't want to be in the wrong or seen negatively in any light but uh-huh. so it's basically like he's wrong he's wrong by omission like because yeah. he did not do anything he's almost worse than doing something right because at least you would have had the intentions and the thought and the compassion there along with those actions mm-hmm. and that's why like well, i always believe the phrase actions speak louder than words yeah because i mean again like we don't learn Reese's true colors for a long time but those actions spoke louder than anything he was able or unable to say and also another thing that kind of like fucked me up when it came to Tamlin was like which maybe I'm because it's been a minute since I've read it maybe I'm like forgetting things but like Cal and May happened like every year and he he but like Cal and May happened every year right and he would have to sleep with a random person you know obviously like they both had you know but why couldn't he do that <laughs> once with amarantha <laughs> like well and yeah because and she was, was under the mountain and, and he was there like it, I, like am i missing something I, am i wrong for you make no you I, make I such a good too, point that, i think too like that particular part at the beginning of the book is like tamlin didn't tell favor what was going on no he kept using the blight didn't, like the blight. tell her well specifically about the the festival right because they were there that's how that's oh my god she needs Reese. yeah i could yes I could, she almost got home it's not safe for you and, and she almost got right to the process yeah, yeah and, and Reese saved her like and he, yeah. again and i feel like and i see this a lot in different books but it's like can you just explain yourself and then they'll probably make the right choice right i mean obviously i know they don't explain themselves you know for the plot and you know for the action you know that's it's there for a reason but like i'm like a simple exclamation like exclamation Mm -hmm. exclamation exclamation point on this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like too like tamlin so often is like those guys in real life like 
will give you the universe in private, but once you're in public, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm too cool. Yes. And we saw that. We yes. saw that. Yes. Like, he's so much, he's so, will. Uh, oh my God. Like, that's, I think that's the reason why on top of even just his actions, people, like, I think his actions himself and him as a character feel a lot of the hate and like what he's done but because we all know some man who acts like Tamlin that like I am 100% convinced (laughs) if we didn't know people in real life if we didn't have an ex like Tamlin if we didn't have guys we knew in real life who were like him Mm -hmm. nobody would be hating on this man quite as much as we do like we would hate him like any normal villain find that and that's (laughs) like like like, people don't like Tamlin at first. Like, even if you got the ick from him, you didn't really know why. And, like, there's so many yeah, guys like that, that. It's not until hindsight that you're like, oh. That's why. Yeah, and you do, like, that it, character analysis in your head after you've read everything. And you're like, god damn. Because, like, like, I did that after I read the <laughs> book. And, like, especially when I started Akamath, I, like, mm-hmm. really went back. And, like, I, I did some, like, deep oh. thinking. And especially, like, once, like, I read enough where, like, I can go on to like Akatar TikTok and like I because I love researching like fan theories and fan art and all, all that shit and like mm-hmm. when I found Caven fucking queen mm-hmm. Caven <laughs> oh Caven like, shout I out Caven come on the come on the pod mm-hmm. queen we love you um but like when I like it made so much sense and like you know seeing people like dive a little deeper and explain certain actions and like their opinions I was like whoa that is a toxic man and I have met him multiple times in my life well yeah it it just is it's just like we would we would hate him like any normal villain but because he's such a relatable character in the sense of we all know some man who treated us like this yeah yeah to people like it's that's why we have like bad nicknames like tampon and tam tam (laughs) for this man it's like he's not just any villain it's because Mm -hmm. he's a villain to us in real lives with our own personal being and yeah. like within reality and not just in a fictional sense that's the reason why i think like that, that's 100 percent the reason why i sit here and i'm like this is why we have a burning patch like I, I sometimes i'm like i wonder why people get so hateful at times and i'm like because we've all been there we've all yeah. been in Vera's shoes and had even like an ounce of what happened to her happened to us I, my sister had to call me out the other day because I was like, Feyre and I, we got that eldest sister syndrome. Yeah. Feyre is not the eldest. I'm like, what? That slipped my like mind a, because wait, I'm- Wait a second. I totally, that slipped my mind. But yeah, you're <laughs> totally right. Yeah, because like I'm the oldest child. I mean, mm-hmm. I know she's not the oldest, but like that responsibility- She has she oldest has, child syndrome. Yeah. I like, mm-hmm. I felt her in my fucking soul. And like, that's why like her, like, I feel like a hybrid of her and Nesta are kind of like my soul character because like that- like some of the attitude of Nesta has towards like the trauma of her childhood I also have but like the responsibilities and the actions and the thought processes of Feyre is how I dealt with that so then I think even more especially like after everything that happened under the mountain it was like which we'll have to talk more about when we talk about Akamath but like the way that like Feyre's trauma was never validated like I related mm-hmm. a lot to that too because my trauma for my childhood was never validated by my father and that's exactly like the way Tamla went about it was exactly how like my dad gaslit me and I was like that book was so triggering for me but like in the best way possible if that makes sense like it wasn't like actually like you know but I was just like mm-hmm. oh my god like I am seeing myself Some self-therapy yeah and like, yeah but Akamath and Akamath of course silver flames are like my therapy 
along with actual therapy but (laughs) which I kind of think this brings up to like a point that I was bringing up about like Feyre's character development so I had gone back and I had talked to one of my friends and one of my friends like my best friend Michaela if you're listening I love you um she she hates Feyre she does not like Feyre as a character so does my Um, I'm just like wow I am her (laughs) she's uh, yeah and this isn't to like any hate to somebody who relates to Feyre like the the lessons and character development and the things that Feyre goes through and that she learns like especially in like Aquar endearing Mm -hmm. like I fully believe um but Feyre's character development Mm -hmm. I think for me and I kind of want to know what everybody's opinions are on this um it's kind of this thing where it's like she has this older sibling syndrome like she oldest sibling syndrome like she believes like she's in charge she's from a young age has taken care of her family she feels this need to have to protect Elaine she is you know at odds with Nesta she does she doesn't really know what to do with her father she's just trying to take care of everybody but like her she doesn't really have a personality beyond caring for her family um like and painting that's kind of like she has this way of stress relief and then just trying to make things meet and then it's kind of like that classic gets into this awful situation and then immediately gets feelings for the first guy who shows even an ounce of attention and immediately Uh she's like I'm in love with you (laughs) but if she had analyzed it like at all like if she had actually like not been in nearly the bad position that she was in at the beginning of the book I doubt she would have actually fallen in love with Tamlin Mm -hmm. um and maybe that's just like my personal opinion but it's like I felt like she was at such a point of just wanting to escape the life she was in she felt like she was in such a poor position like she didn't she felt like she was in a bad position but she was just trying to make things meet and then it was like she gets whisked away to the situation and she hates it but it's like she immediately forms some kind of attraction with this guy who's not really actually treating her that well at all but she just forms some relationship too an interesting point you made me think of, Abby, with, with that analysis is that she goes from being the savior of her siblings, right, to mm. immediately the savior of a kingdom. So part yeah. of me also wonders a little bit, you know, obviously, I'm sure she was so starved for affection and attention. There are, There's probably not a lot of men that she wouldn't have fallen for had they offered her safety and affection. But at the same time, you know, as someone, I'm sure Haley, you can relate too, but as someone who is cons- who's so used to and has been so validated their whole lives by helping their siblings, right? For me, I even fall into that on my daily basis of like sacrificing myself to help other people, even if they're not really people I like. And then it just kind of spirals from there. So that, yeah. that's also really interesting. And she goes from from, you know, being one type of paper to another and so on and so forth. And I think too, with one of the things that I eventually end up enjoying about her and Reese's relationship is she does take that time that she needs to reflect when things kind of go haywire. She, you know, gets that time for herself to actually stop and think about it. Like she's finally learned that that's something she needs to do. I think my frustration was like her personality started off as yes as like hunting for her family and being the strong one from her for her family um and she went from being a strong character because she's taking she's the breadwinner of the household you know she's doing this that the other for them and she just immediately goes into some sort of like damsel damsel in distress 
I think that was my frustration was because I just wanted her to be more of a badass, I think. Yes. I I, I could go on and on about this. When she's under the mountain pen? That and and just... Act of War. She doesn't do anything. Spoiler. She doesn't do anything in Act of War for me. She should have had her... Again, we can talk more about this later. I get so frustrated, too, because Feyre is my sole character. However, she should have had her Avatar Aang moment in Act of War, where she used all the seven... All the other courts, and... Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you, Ken. Well, like, I think the thing is, is that, like, which this is kind of development into, like, the second book, but, like, it's kind of, like, she goes from almost, like, a classic, like, I'm the person having to take care of and having to be the savior to then being, like, a damsel in distress to being the, having to be the savior of all of these kingdoms and save everybody, and it's at the point where she, it, it's almost, like, her character development is, like, not very big until we hit like it's it's very classic in its nature um to other books I think until we hit under the mountain where she undergoes so much trauma and gives up so much of herself in order to try to save everybody she has to hit her rock bottom Mm -hmm. and then go off with Reese I think to be able to build who she is a person like who she left behind as a person like she has these kernels of who she wants to be and she never really allows that and she I think it kind of sets up for having to have more growth in the future. Okay, so going back to, we kind of backtracked a little bit to Calamine. That whole ritual thing frustrates me greatly. One, because it is stated somewhere in Agatar that all the courts um, participate in this, which I think is a lie because Reese, I don't think, would do that. Uh -uh. That was a big plot hole that my friend caught and it, it rocked my shit. So yeah. who said that it, all the courts partake in it again? I can't remember. Who was a tithe or teeth or something? The tithe? Yeah, that was another lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she was just lying to her about it. Well, we know he's a liar. So, like, after he sleeps with whoever, some random chick in a cave, he, like, smells her and he finds her and they have that moment where he bites her and all that whatever i guess you could say that is also some sort of sexual assault or whatever and then the next morning lucian's like girl what happened what happened to your neck like what is that and she basically just she said it's hamlin did it and (laughs) on page 99 of hardback cover cover. i think it's i think it's on on my book it was page 99 she just got receipts written down (laughs) Because this part frustrated me so hard. Oh, wasn't is this something about him being like, you wanted this to happen? No, 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 no. It's worse, oh, I okay. think. Okay. It's horrible. Okay, so this is going on also about like Tamlin's red flags and how he really has been this person this whole time. Because like also an act, like side note, Akamath Farah always like talks about Tamlin's trauma that he went through under the mountain. And that's why she justifies his actions in Akamath. But he, the things he says in Akatar, it's it's the same thing he says in Akamath. So it doesn't make any sense to me. And basically she's like, yeah, Tamlin bit me. And he says that he cannot be held accountable for his actions if Feyre doesn't follow the rules. Don't ever disobey me again. What? (laughs) He said so. So even even if he like had sex with her or raped her that night, he would have had that same. I cannot be held accountable for my actions because of the magic of Calamai 
of her not following the rules and I when I read that I was like because I've I just recently read it twice for our book club and stuff and read Akatar twice and I was so infuriated I was like how did I one how did I not remember this and mm-hmm. two oh my god like what oh when I read it the first time I was like well yeah he's like held under a spell well he can't like be held accountable and then I like think back on it I'm like how did you just think that was like like how did you stay yeah. over that and be like oh, yeah, how is that through, any sorry. like how did I sit there and say mm-hmm. of course like you know if he's being like held under a spell he can't control himself it's like he's already done what he's had to do he did exactly that. he's had the he's had the sex with the rando so it's kind of just like what and my thing is like why couldn't he do it with favor I don't because she it's- obviously she wanted it he wanted it why couldn't he just picked her? I didn't understand that. Either. I, I question if it had to be someone who is Fae in order to connect uh, to magic, if it would have injured her if she was human. And the, I mean, uh, the, my other question, though, even more than that is, you know, in the second book, he transfers the right to Lucian to perform. Is, so, which is garbage. I mean, I mean, you have your opinion on that. But when we're talking about whether or not he could he needed to, quote unquote, cheat on Feyre. Mm-hmm. But it's no, like he allowed he, he allowed like I will support Lucian in this po- in this moment where he allowed Tamlin allowed Lucian to sleep with Ianthe who Tamlin knew that Lucian had a problem with and was not comfortable with but they still did it and that is so is so infuriating so, so going off of the same it was actually so you said 199 is chapter 22 that was my bad um she replied to this and said accountable you cornered me in the hall like a wolf with a rabbit he smiled at her and was just like sorry too bad like what and then it was like the little you know like the space between like little like time Mm -hmm. periods I guess and then like yeah in the next paragraph it says we apologized at dinner why does she have to apologize why are we apologizing why is he not apologizing which brings back to this other point of of attaching yourself to the first person who starts to care about you yeah because i i just think that it's just like gives me one let's throw a red flag at that situation um Mm -hmm. like a massive one um just multiple god and it's like uh oh my god all i can think about now is the all too uh, all too well short oh when they're like fighting in the kitchen <laughs> oh no and he's like gaslighting her, her and then they're like both apologizing and it's like why did you even do wrong great one Liv. and he brought the receipts holy i shit. i that Home one run. that one was like i forgot Ooh, how on your mind. i forgot about that, that pissed me off i did too until i read I it the second time that. and then I, oh. I marked it down because i said holy shit he said only- he acted there's no trauma no nothing i mean yeah. for one i guess we don't know what he went through under the mountain because <laughs> he just sat there i don't know what he could have possibly done because we know amarantha was still sleeping with reese yep yeah during under the mountain so what was Tamlin going through? He wasn't being a prisoner. He was sitting there on the th- the throne with her, just mm-hmm. sitting there. So what I'm trying, I'm confused at what trauma he went through. I'm sure, it, I mean, he's, he said he loved Farrah. So I'm sure it was hard for him to see her go through all that. However, it doesn't compare to her trauma. And Farrah still was just like, oh, his actions are justified because of what he went through and his nightmares. And I said, Probably. What, what nightmares? 
probably something about him just being demeaned as like a person like he's not in the position of power thus he's traumatized by that in some sense yeah. because of what position he thinks himself in mm-hmm. but I don't know how do you put yourself inside the mind of somebody who Come is here. literally like it you know what I mean like I okay. think whenever you relate so different to other characters, being able to like it's so see hard. or understand why somebody would do something the, the way they do. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's more of like something that Maddie would come up with in the, like the politics of it all. But she's even like yeah. infuriated by I, him not trying yeah, to do anything yeah, for going his people. Back to, not going even back for to, her, not for his people. Yeah, exactly. Maddie, going back to Maddie's like politics thing, Reese and Tamlin were pretty much given the same, I don't know, like, opportunity where like amarantha's like sleep with me or i'll kill all your people basically Mm -hmm. and tamlin chose he said no and so he put his people through all that and reese who loves his people so much i'm not saying tamlin doesn't love his people but in that moment he was selfish Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying it's right what amarantha is doing however she's this powerful evil person and reese was like there's no other choice so i'm gonna do what i need to do to protect my people or Tamlin chose not his people so (laughs) I was thinking back to like when Feyre went back home and she talked with Nesta and Nesta was like if you truly love him and if you would do anything for them like go back like you know Mm -hmm. if you really love him go back and get your closure and you know save him and come hell or high water fuck Feyre fucking said I'm gonna do the damn thing and she did the damn thing and that's how Mm -hmm. it led to her under the mountain and then I thought about it and I was like, given that same logic, Tamlin didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> so I guess right there we do. He didn't really love her the way that like, you know, love should really be like had and like, you know, that like love that Feyre felt for him. Like, obviously it wasn't reciprocated. And I, I just, I was just thinking about that. I was like, cause if you really love the person, like you would do anything to save them. And you would think. What one would assume that, yeah. you know, if you really love them, like you would do anything. And I think. I mean, this was before even, like, the meeting bond clicked into place for Reese and Feyre. Like, he was doing so much to help her and save her and, like, get through, regardless if it was for his people or just to get rid of the curse and whatever. And I was just, wow. I, I think uh, to kind of sum it up, I always, like, think back to, like, a TikTok that I saw. And it's, like, Ah, yes, you have like these hundreds of year old powerful beings who have finally gained their plans in place. They're getting it together. Their evil plans are going great. And then here comes, and like nobody can destroy it. None of these high lords can fight them. All of it's going well. And then it's like some 19 year old who has no will to live who walks in there <laughs> yeah. and then destroys absolutely yeah, everything. I and a literate 19 year old human yeah. ready to fuck yeah, shit up. But- yeah the one who like goes in being like i'm going in for love i've said my goodbyes i've made my peace if i die i die let's do this and like destroys everything kind of thing i always think back to it and so i'm like in conclusion what that story was is if you had thought that from amarantha's perspective it's like i'm finally getting it i'm like the best general for this king i'm doing great like 50 year old i want into place 50 year long plan going great like i've got the man i want in my grasp and then here comes along this girl <laughs> who just absolutely like who whenever I think I've got her where I, I am she figures out what the riddle is and it's like love and then everybody's like you're dead and it's like you just think about it and it's like really like this kid who didn't even know how to like read mm-hmm. got you and you're just mm-hmm. and even anyway. in that moment when Farah figures out the riddle and it's love and 
all the spell is broken, but she's still getting her ass whooped by Amarantha at this moment. And oh, Reese is like, yeah. he's grabbing the knife or whatever it is. And he's ready to go. Tamlin is still sitting there just begging. And I'm like, you, you'd only do anything until he has his full powers. And I'm just like, hey, also, I just want to, oh, have we ever discussed what that definition of love was like that poem? Does somebody have that on hand of like what that, I can like, I, I the remember riddle. thinking that, yeah, I remember thinking the riddle was like crazy in itself, the description of love it that Sarah came up, up with for that book. Yeah, um, while I look at oh, it, I wanted to, um, I was I just, I, I got sidetracked by something someone said earlier, and I was looking up, I was trying to figure out what Tamlin was doing while everyone else was under the mountain, because you were totally, whoever brought this up was totally right, like, obviously Tamlin was not under the mountain the whole time, like, Reese and, like, pretty much everyone else was under the mountain. With my yeah. understanding. So I was, I was trying to figure that out. And unfortunately, I did not figure that out. But here's an interesting little tidbit that I do not recall. And this is just from the Court of Thorns and Roses wiki, which is usually pretty accurate mm-hmm. um, as far as what happened in the books. But when talking about Tamlin's early life, it describes how Tamlin first met Amarantha. Um, and it says that essentially he met both Amarantha and the King of Highburn because Tamlin's dad was friends of them both. And Tamlin would go on trips with his dad to Highburn. And that's how he first met Amarantha. And then the very next sentence was during the war with Amarantha. So after the King of Highburn and Amarantha decided to attack, Tamlin was too young to fight. So I have that just I don't know if anyone else had put that together so does that to you guys imply that he was somehow for a fay a minor when Amarantha decided she wanted him oh oh god wow oh that's that's a red that which it which is like red flag in itself and something that like I think about is like it which almost could relate to even more reason for why he's not willing to like I know we consider him very selfish because he wasn't willing to maybe sleep with Amarantha or do what like Reese did and to the any of extent but like I considered him selfish because he just didn't do anything like I am not saying that he should have just been sleeping yeah. with her or doing all that but because like yeah. that's assault mm-hmm. and I you know it caused Reese a lot of trauma but yeah. I wonder if that like adds more reasoning for why he refused is because I, she pursued him from such a young age like she was maybe grooming him in any sense maybe that maybe. would make a lot of sense and yeah why does that make me feel bad for uh tamlin in the slightest i still don't like <laughs> it kind of makes me feel like damn makes man, me feel I bad could... for him in that situation but that doesn't mean there wasn't another way oh like i don't forgive any it doesn't forgive any of his actions it's just like you you feel empathy yeah yeah like you just kind yeah. of like you really have this woman who's pursuing you since you were like a child yeah. who's like causing you absolute hell yeah. and wrath for the rest of your life because you don't want to sleep with her when you're like a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, like one of Tamlin's, obviously it, Tamlin had a lot of things he explicitly said that were super problematic um, to Feyre later yeah. on, but all of the things that I think like the big things that really bug us besides him being like a misogynist it's just he's incapable of taking action. I think mm-hmm. that, that's the case in almost every single mm-hmm. instance. I mean, even even in the stories yeah. we hear about, you know, Reese's family's death, we get told specifically that Reese 
as a child or you know not a child in the faith sense but like as a younger person who was not the high lord at the time stopped his father from killing tamlin because yeah. you know tamlin was his friend and i'm sure reese probably knew the history that you know tamlin's father was an asshole of the highest order and assumed it was not tamlin who did all that but then tamlin turns right around and you know he wasn't he didn't stop his family members he yep. you know does all of these other he see he fails to act in all of these other circumstances and I think even with his people like Reese is like I have to lead I have the power regardless of whether or not I want it and Tamlin is like I never wanted this it's really not my responsibility people can take care of themselves like that's how Ooh. I see yeah like I feel like Reese saw it more as an opportunity to better his world and his core yeah. mm-hmm. where Tamlin saw as more as like a burden rather than an opportunity to elicit change also I found the riddle whenever we're ready okay. to go back to that. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. stop this Sorry, conversation. Yeah, but I found, I ended up finding it really fast. I shocked myself. Yes. I was like, wow. Okay. okay. <clears throat> there are those who seek me a lifetime, but we never meet. And those I kiss, but who trample me beneath ungrateful feet. At times I seem to favor the clever and the fair, but I bless all those who are brave enough to dare. By large, my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet. But scorned, I become a difficult beast to defeat. For those, each of my strikes lands a power, a powerful blow. When I kill, I do it slow. Oof. Oof. Yeah, like, just like the description <laughs> itself, I almost wonder, this is like coming to me now. Maybe I'm just having a moment. But like, what if this is supposed to be some kind of riddle into what the series is supposed to hold? about mm. love 100% Snaps, I think Abby this foreshadows so much of the series like, I feel like 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 just me reading that seek me a lifetime but never meet so like this could be a character who never maybe what if like Reese with like, or like, like Asriel who never who, or like, even what if there's a character who never like Asriel keeps seeking somebody but he can't find him don't what if that. he never ends up with anybody <laughs> or like oh, I, I this is just ideas I'm sorry I'm sorry like I I think Azrael's gonna end with somebody but I'm somebody who keeps (laughs) seeking love but who can never meet it those who kiss so like Tamlin saying he has a kiss of love but then tramples over it with ungrateful feet he's ungrateful to her like ungrateful to Pharaoh for all of this Mm -hmm. like I just I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the riddle it got brought up and I was like you know, I wonder what that means because we we think about stuff that gets skipped over and then it comes back and has like a greater meaning, meaning with Sarah and just her general universes of writing. But it's like favor the clever and fair, brave and, enough to dare. Yeah, and I think that- Like dare with like, uh, keep reaching out your hand with see, Cassian. Mm, the one that Ooh. connects me to Cat, like Nessian, like for those- or though each of my strikes lands a powerful blow when I kill I do it slow I feel like their relationship was definitely more slow burn and like it took time for like their love to get there and like I think they're both such like powerful and like you know him being like the general well, and like you know well like- that like relates to like Akawar whenever Pharaoh goes back to the spring court oh yeah um, but like I just that, that brought up to me and I just wonder if this has a greater meaning into the story itself and what the love riddle is oh um, absolutely i'm reading this and i'm like slowly my mind is being blown like looking at it i'm just did like, i just have a moment i'm happy you did <laughs> oh my god okay so podcast you get this live um i had a moment 
or even or even with like Reese's dreams like he dreamt of Farah for a long time yeah before oh, yeah. they it met was a lifetime it was like oh basically yeah basically so that, little, years, that, that little first part you I forget I forget the exact quotage of it but um, that's him like waiting wait for it and waiting for me yeah I mean they eventually do meet but like they almost didn't and so it's like oof, that's good stuff Wow. Yeah, but then a kiss and then trampled by like ungrateful feet. <sighs> so those who are ungrateful, what about like Elaine with Lucian? What if it's like he has she has yeah. a kiss of love with him and then she misses it? And he's gonna be like, baby girl, I've I've done my waiting. Well yeah, years like, of it. We have to figure out if like Reese would have I can't remember if he ever mentioned whether he would have done this or not, but like before he before Feyre turned into Faye, like when he was having those dreams, did we ever figure out whether or like did he ever say if he would have came and like looked for no whoever it was yeah. in his dreams? I don't think I he think was he, going I to think it mentioned that he like looked but never thought to look in the mortal land. Yeah, he never yeah. Not, thought, he never yeah. thought it'd be he never thought it would be immortal. And she he never yeah. also thought that she was real. I don't yeah, think. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a dream. Until, until he met her at Caroline. I, I, I think I didn't he think viewed it more as a real. cruel joke. Like the yeah, like or like, or his, uh, own, his own little like light he had in all the darkness in that 50 years and he wanted to keep it so sacred. He didn't want it to be real because what if it got taken away, which it almost did. Like, oh, I just yeah. want. I just wonder if so this like, relates to every like love, love relationship into the greater plot of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, if Eve relationship relates to this poem in some I way I think I think you can and in yeah. the way that yeah. in the way that it relates to the greater plot like anyway I just had a thing good shit Abby, that was good, good shit. Abby yeah this this episode was full of a lot of good like discussion so good. I think. yeah mm-hmm. well you know as listeners we want to like hear your opinions do you agree please oh you? my god do you hate like, are we, this is- are, we wrong? <laughs> are we wrong do we Rose need to be corrected are, are we um, the, are we the problem is it me? Am I the drama? Or are we like, let's talk like- about more red flags. Let's talk about the pros and cons. Like, what do you think about like these sort of dilemmas that are being faced in the story and like yeah. how they relate to the general plot to the series? You know, like we talk about we it on talk- episode. We oh talk yeah, because we're gonna keep talking things. about this. Yeah, like, yeah. Let we us keep talking about these things. And we focus on book one right now, but we'll talk about the entire series, Absolutely. especially as they keep yeah, coming us- out. Give us your hot takes on all the other rest of the books. Um, mm-hmm. We do an episode per book. Um, so give us your hot takes. Email us. Let us know what you want to hear. We know this was mainly a Tamlin slander roast episode. Roast session. It was, it was, but... it was roasting. <laughs> it was discussion. Well, we, it was we like all... analyzing yeah. politics of everything. It's not a review. It's a what we took away Her from thoughts. it. Which I think I really, I really enjoyed. Yep. Yeah, I just remember reading this and being like, because Sierra, she was the one who pushed me to read the series when I was getting back into reading, because um, I had first dabbled in like Madeline Miller and like Greek retellings and like, mm-hmm. and then she was mm-hmm. like, "Girly, read this shit," and mm-hmm. so I read the shit and I remember reading book one and I was like, I was dying. I was like, "This is this is peak literature." How can yeah, I thought better? so too? I thought this one was a five out of five the first time I read it, and yeah. then Akamath came out and I said, "Oh." Nope. I, yeah, I was like, I, 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 I was, I was taken aback because me too. <laughs> he was like, Haley, that's the worst one in the series. Exactly. And I was like, 
how no, i thought I, this shit was so good i totally and then agree. i read akamath and i was like okay i, I point akamath's a five out of five akatar is more like a 3.9 4.2 yeah I, I i think i gave it like a four yeah solid four because it was good but compared to the other ones mm, it doesn't compare doesn't hold a candle i mean it did a great job laying the groundwork and it did it did and then it, like re- reading it a second time you see like the red flags and you appreciate more of like mm-hmm. oh my gosh the foreshadowing like i could like you can just go on and on Crazy. because i mean we didn't we didn't go way 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 back to the first like couple like i think it's like the first or second chapter before we close but sh- it's when Farah is talking to that m- mercenary and she looks at she was attacked by something and she looks i think it's her arms or her legs and she's got like these black veins going up her up yeah, her body what is that I, I, one yeah what is that and two Farah, her first thought wasn't oh my gosh that's ugly no she said it was beautiful and it got like, drawn to it, it. yeah like she's drawn to the dark gets. yeah the, she's drawn to the darkness and the and the like she i think she said something about how like reps in the night sky or whatever but again but, foreshadowing yeah, so, so it's it's so big just like just like reese dream- dreamt of her she dreamt of the night court oh yeah, yeah she did yeah and like i think i love the dresser metaphor too and i love oh my gosh like if this if the- this is considered sarah's worst book of the series it like if that's considered not her best writing like I think it was meant to be oh, underwhelming at the time for then you to go back and look at it and be like, oh, Sarah, you she actually meant It was so good. Like, like it, like people say that that book, like that book doesn't really, and I agree. Like, I, I don't really consider it very much of like plot, yeah. but like, it's so eloquently weaving in everything to prepare mm-hmm. like, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, while it's not it's probably everybody's least favorite book of the series like it's still so beautifully written it in is. the way that it uh, contributes to the series and to the characters it makes you appreciate the other books even more like it just exactly. makes you go like mm, chef kisses like oh, like sarah yeah. you did that like it's so good well that was and- that guys <laughs> thanks for tuning Avatar. in yeah, yeah. we love we love Akatar. Akatar holds such a special place, and I think all of our hearts. So we can it's go what on. And us on. It, that and it, it really did, and we, I feel like we could talk for hours, like just yeah. about oh, Akatar. easily, easily. So we're definitely gonna do more episodes on the series. I don't know how often we're gonna put them out, but we def we're definitely gonna we're gonna do a to book it. a month. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, I think that's good. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good good idea. I guess the uh, the one last thing before we wrap this out is we just wanted to do a sneak peek for you guys of our next episode. So, you know, I think normally what we're going to do is we'll have an episode a week on Fridays, which is what we've had so far. So this is, you know, you're going to hear this on a Friday if you listen to it the day it was released. But next week, as I'm sure everyone is super aware, is Christmas. And as I'm sure you're also aware, if you are listening to this episode, Christmas doesn't exist in the Akatar world. <laughs> but what... What the Night Court does celebrate is the winter solstice. So instead of putting out an episode on the 24th, really close to Christmas, you know, on Christmas Eve, we're going to put out a winter solstice special edition. Um, If you're on our Instagram, you've probably seen that we're also doing a solstice giveaway um, that closes in two days on the 19th. So definitely go enter that. Uh, I believe 
you'll be winning a copy of Court of Silver Flames, and we're each going to write a little note in it for you guys. So definitely go take a look at that giveaway. But we also just wanted to share kind of some of our ideas for how you might celebrate the winter solstice and, you know, kind of just get you guys excited about another episode in, you know, basically four days. So this is solstice is on a Tuesday. So I think that, you know, kind of the energy of the solstice is just looking back and, and being kind of grateful for what's happened and hopeful for what's to come. Um, so, you know, cozy up by a fireplace, exchange um, some small but thoughtful gifts, you know, maybe give some loved ones some books. What do you guys think? What are, what are your solstice idea suggestions for how to celebrate next week? Well, we are all doing that book exchange. I, so I going, love this is going to be my favorite thing. We're doing the book thing. exchange and a bracelet exchange. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know, we're doing um, the the big book club is doing a book exchange, Secret Santa, where we pick our favorite book or a book that we think the person's going to like. Or for me personally, I did a book that I think resonates with me when I think of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. And so I'm really excited to give them that. And um, I think that's a good way. And like you write in it or whether you annotate it, you write a little note, both. Um, that's what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And then that the uh, bracelet exchange, Abby. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's good. We're just basing that off of uh, the Court of Silver Flames Valkyrie mm-hmm. bracelet where you make a bracelet for each other. And basically you get chosen somebody and you're sending them a bracelet and we'll kind of celebrate around solstice um, with the group and kind of, uh, you know, exchange, talk about, show each other bracelets and kind of just hang out. Um, so it's all about I need to finish mine it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we I think I think I still need to make my bracelet um yeah, for the person too. I have but um but by the time this episode's released it'll be done <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it'll be out. <laughs> yeah. oh yes by the time this uh, episode will be released we'll have already probably done all of these festivities or be doing these festivities on solstice so oh yeah um just it's about a time to just yeah as Maddie said just like it, look back and celebrate the things that have happened and the things to come and I think like as we are a beginning new podcast like there's been so much effort and love put into just coming up with this and put, putting it together to where we're at now and yeah, mm-hmm. it's very exciting to see where we're going to go in the future and I'm hopeful that uh, all of you listeners will continue to be with us on this journey and maybe mm-hmm. we'll have more of you as we go along mm-hmm. oh that was so exciting so reflect I guess is is a good word to describe solstice and what you can be doing and reflecting on the year and what's you've been blessed with and everything so and at least for our solstice episode you know when you listen on Tuesday or whenever you end up listening we're each going to share a a solstice or Akatar themed beverage Mm -hmm. um so definitely take a look out for those we'll put post the recipes on instagram um and you can celebrate with us if it's you know snowing near you you know have a snowball fight in honor of our bat boys and we're really excited so um that'll be that'll be our next episode a little untraditional non-friday release
All right. So that's a wrap. Um, please rate, review, subscribe um, on whatever podcast form that you listen to us on. And also um, follow us at Valkyries After Dark on Instagram or TikTok and subscribe to our email list. Also, if you want to be able to send us any of your comments, arguments, questions, concerns um, to our email, that's valkyriesafterdark at gmail.com. See you later.